Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Ah, it's Jesus, right? <clears throat> There's a story in um, Luke 8, and it talks about this woman that um, was bleeding for 12 years, I believe it was. And she heard that Jesus was, was going through the city. She knew she needed a miracle, right? And she fought her way to get through him. She didn't cry like crazy. She just fought to get through, through the crowd. Only, only the people that have gone through the desert can, can feel how, how that, 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 that heat hits you and how much it burns. She was going through a huge desert, and she knew she needed to get to that, to the place where she could find. I've been going through a desert, and I feel like, I don't, I feel like it's not just me. It's more And just like the woman was getting through, I don't know how many people were there. I don't know if they were like, get out of here, you stink or whatever. I feel like sometimes we find ourselves in her place. We we needed the miracle. We want the miracle. We're trying to get to to God, but there is this crowd. It might not be a physical crowd, but a lot of times it's shame. It's regrets. A lot of times it's all the... The things that we have done in our past that holds us back, that it's like, no, 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 you, you, you cannot get to God because you're not clean enough. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes. And I, I want you to raise your hand, your right hand. Just raise your, your right hand. What if I'm telling you that Jesus is going through your city right now? What if I can tell you that Jesus is going through your life right now, ready for you to reach and touch him? Oh, I needed, I needed his, his, to touch his robe so badly this couple weeks. And I cried to the Lord, and, and, and I picture myself, why did David uh, cry out so much? And I'm like, wow. Because only people that are desperate for a miracle will go through those crowds. And let me tell you, regrets, shame, had no power because Jesus is bigger than anything else. Because his name is powerful than anything else. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but now grab your right hand and touch the person next to you. Don't worry, COVID is gone in the name of Jesus. Touch him. And I'm going to ask somebody to touch me. We're going to pray for healing. Stephanie, can, can you? Yes, I'll go. Well, you, you can. Yeah. You can just put your hand over me. It's fine. Go ahead. Over me, over me. And do, do the same thing. And you, you bless the person next to you. Okay? Bless that person next to you. Let me tell you, a couple weeks ago, I got notes from the doctor that was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And the enemy was like, yeah, that's you. And I want you to present that to God. Say, like, God, you are bigger than the sickness that I'm going through. You are bigger than my situation, God. You are bigger than the fights that I got in my head, God. 
You are bigger than the pain that my body is going through, Father God. Your grace is sufficient in my life, Father God. I rebuke every attack that the enemy has, has brought in my life. I rebuke everything that the enemy has brought in my kids, in my family. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I stand in the truth. And I stand in the truth that Christ gave his life on the cross so I could be healed. So you could be healed. Pray over that person. Let me, let me, and you're like, you know what, you know what, I don't know if God, less, God is hearing me, I don't know. Psalms 18, 6 says, in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Oh, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father God. Because when we call upon your name, you are there, Father God. Push everything aside. All the doubts, everything. If, you, if you're like, you know what? I'm empty. Perfect. Because this is when God can fill you. If you feel like I have nothing in my hands, just open them up. And this is when God is going to de deposit what he has destined in your life for you to have. We rebuke everything else in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we stand in your truth. And we believe that the days that are coming, Father God, we're going to stand in your presence. And we're going to go from glory to glory. And no matter what sickness, sickness come, Father God, your blood has covered me and has rejected every sickness in the name of Jesus. Whatever the, what the doctor has said over you, just give it to Jesus. Just give it to Jesus. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you because you have never left us, Father God. The enemy sometimes puts us in, a, like Stephanie said, on this island. And he, he wants us to feel that we're alone, that nobody else is there. And he brings on these condemnations that, wow, you know what? You deserve to be there because of this. Yeah, we probably do, because, because, but because of the grace of God, he pulls us out. No matter where you find yourself. Do not isolate yourself. Do not isolate yourself. I have a great conversation with Stephanie yesterday. And one of the things that, that I said, when the enemy attacks me, I feel like I got to isolate myself. I don't know if it's a man thing or it's a Mexican thing. I don't know. But I feel that I got to isolate. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm alone on that one, though. Because that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to make you feel like, you know what? I'll just sit here on my own. And let me tell you, a few days, I found myself in that island. And, I, had, and I, 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 I locked myself in my garage. And I just praised God. And, and I felt God the same way that I felt God here. But there's something that happens when we come as the body of Christ. There's something that happens that you cannot find that on your own. Yes, Jesus is enough. He fills you up. But there's something that happens when people pray over you. There's something that happens when you talk to people and you say, you know what? I've been going through this and, and I don't know what to do. But just the fact that you can share that and the, the simple thing that they pray over you, man, goes a long ways. Don't allow the enemy to keep you on that island. That is not a place for us to be. We know the truth. We know God. And if, if the enemy brings the things that you have done in your past, Remind him that, we, that, that, that Christ is our lawyer in front of our Father. When the enemy comes to the Father and he's like, well, Dan did this and then Jesus is like, you see these holes? Yeah, I pay for all that. So he can come to you just as he is. 
and God is there. Father, we thank you, God, for, for everything that you've done, God. Father, come into our lives. Make us new. Renew our thoughts, our minds, our hearts, Father God. Come into our lives. Bring the transformation in us, Father. Father, allow us to see more how you see things, Father God. Allow us to see more, more of your promises in our lives, Father. That we would not allow the doubts that the enemy bring in our, in our minds, Father. We would not allow it to take roots, Father God. But we'll allow your truth to take roots, Father. I pray for every person in this place, God, that it might be going through some lonely, or might be in a lonely place. We cry out to you, Father, and you hear us. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. so good. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Amen? Amen. All right. This coat here is just in case I have a wardrobe malfunction. We're just going to, we're going to hold on to that. So thank you very much. All right. Let's jump into this. Have you ever noticed how your clothes make you feel? How clothes, actually, when I put something different on, uh, it shifts my focus. Some clothes give you confidence. Some clothes make you uh, a little more timid. Uh, so, uh, they do something to you. They, they, leave, they really do, at least for a little bit. Um, for example, Josiah, would you grab my tickle trunk for me here? Believe it or not, I know you don't believe, believe this, but I've got two bins full of costumes at my house. Um, <laughs> They're all Stephanie's, and uh, no. But you ever seen a kid put a costume on, and all of a sudden, like, all the, like they're, they, all of a sudden, they're superpowers now. And they're running around, Iron Man, Iron Man! And they're, they're, that was my, my nephew Aaron. He was Iron Man for probably a, a solid year, and, and he was invincible. We put something on, our clothes do something. For instance, uh, if I were to take this and put it on, At least for a moment. <laughs> like, honestly, you can't put one of these on and not feel like I could rob a bank right now. <laughs> Come on. Like, and then that passes and you're like, wait, I don't want to go to jail, right? You put stuff on. We, we put our clothes on. It does something to us. Yeah. It changes some stuff in us. That's why, you mean, look around. People made some very specific choices coming here this morning. <laughs> no, but like, you... Someone puts a cowboy hat on. Why would, they go, why would someone go out in public with a cowboy hat on? Because they're saying something about themselves. <laughs> like there's something about that cowboy hat that they identify with, and they want to, to, uh, to convey that to other people, and it's just part of who they are, right? Uh, some people, like for instance, I got this shirt. Who's got a favorite t-shirt? If you don't, you should go get some shirts, all right? This one is one of my favorite t-shirts. It's a double whammy. When I put it on, I feel a little more confident, and there's a couple reasons. Number one, this is, it's not hecky. It, is, it says, he is greater than I, 
right? So I put this on, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it just reminds me, God is bigger than me, he's got this, and, and he's greater than me. But it does something else to me. This shirt is also uh, from the North Shore of Hawaii, uh, of Oahu. This is where the He is Greater Than I store is. And uh, you go to the North Shore, there's a little unassuming store, and they sell all the He is Greater Than I, or hecky stuff, as we call it. And, uh, and so when I put this shirt on, I, yes, I'm reminding myself who God is, but I also, I'm like, oh, it's like a little bit of Hawaii is with me today. And I feel a little bit more the spirit of aloha when I walk about my day. Because the truth is, clothes do something to us. Some people wear basketball shoes because they want to be identified with that. Some middle school girls wear pajama pants to school. For God knows why. I'm kidding, I'm just making fun of you a little, all right? I still don't understand it. I don't have to. Our clothes have a crazy power over us in a weird way. They, they do something to us. Uh, and, and you all made choices coming here today of what you were going to do. Some of you took a lot longer than others. And I found the truth of the matter is some, some of the people that claim to not care the most about what other people think are the ones that actually care the most. We had this girl in our youth group years ago. She went out of her way to dress the most craziest way she possibly could. I mean, whatever it was. It, 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 but, and she would always tell me, See, and I'm like, why, why would you wear that? And she's like, because I, I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm like, why did it take you two hours to get ready this morning? If you really didn't care what other people thought, you'd be walking out every morning like some of those 11-year-old, fourth, fifth grader boys do. My mom wore this. I knew a kid in grade school. He literally wore the same sweatpants every single day. That kid didn't care. But when you, get all, you know, do, do yourself up in the goth look or whatever, whatever look you choose, you're making a choice because you care. Because there's something about that look that you're putting on that gives you a certain confidence or a certain swag. It does something to you. It's made, you've made a choice. We care because it does something. Now, this isn't just a nice, nice funny talk. Philosophers and, uh, and theologians throughout the ages have chimed in on this and have all said similar things about the clothes doth maketh the man. A few quotes just to get us started here. And you've, heard, you've all heard this, dress for success, right? Or don't dress for the job you have. Dress for the job you want. Because there's something about when I dress for the job I want, I start behaving, thinking, talking, speaking, acting like a person in that position rather than the person in my position. There's something psycho psychologically and spiritually. There's a truth here. Uh, lots of philosophers. I'll read a few. The Dutch philosopher, uh, Erasmus was his name. He said, vestis virum facit, meaning clothes make the man. Okay. He wasn't alone. Plato, Shakespeare, Mark Twain, all sorts of religious leaders throughout history have said very similar things. I'll read you a few quotes uh, before we get into scripture. Mark Twain says this, one realizes that without his clothes, a man would be nothing at all. That the clothes do not merely make the man, the clothes are the man. That without them, he is a cipher, a vacancy, a nobody, a nothing. There is no power without clothes. Shakespeare said this, the, the apparel oft proclaims the man. Marcus Fabius Quintilianus, I can't even pronounce his last name, he said this, to dress within the formal limits and with an air gives men authority. Okay, 
Now, I realize none of that's scripture. It's just philosophers. But I'm going to show you where scripture agrees with this in a minute. There is something true and profound about how we choose to dress and prepare and walk out the door in the morning. You make the choice. One more story. One of my earliest memories, and uh, I'm going to throw a picture up here, and uh, I must have been three or four, but I have a very vivid memory. Yes, that cute, adorable kid is none other than me. Some things get better with age. I don't know. Okay, what's the point? What's my story here? That, this, this outfit I'm wearing here, I remember it vividly. This is one of my earliest memories because I don't, even as a kid that size and that age, there was something in me that was mortified to walk out the door wearing this outfit. I'm not kidding you. It was like, I hated that outfit, but there was also this tension, and I never, I never gave it words because I was just a kid, but I, I knew somehow my mom loved this outfit. And there was, honestly, I remember feeling that tension. I remember feeling and, and the weirdness and awkwardness about walking out the door. Some of you had siblings and your parents dressed you uh, identically. You understand what I'm saying. Sorry, I'm picking on Zeb and Brittany. But my, my parents did that to us as well. So this, this outfit here, I remember it vividly. Now, I remember very specifically, anybody here raised going to night church growing up? You went Sunday morning, you took a nap, and you came back for night church because we were holier, all right? But I remember going back to night church. It was in the middle of the hottest part of summer, and, and, and we got home after night church, and our house was just an oven. And I'm wearing this nasty outfit. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I could put myself right in the living room in that moment. I, I, it's one of my earliest vivid memories. And I remember my mom looking at me, and she said, we had, the, we had one of those, you know, those really cute one-foot-deep pools in our backyard because we were high class. But I remember looking at my mom, and she's like, go ahead and jump in the pool. And I'm like, in my outfit? That might ruin it. I remember processing this. And I looked her in the eye and she's like, go ahead. And I ran with glee and jumped into the pool with my teddy bear outfit. And that was the last time I wore it because it got ruined in the pool. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here's my point. We're going to get into the real deal here. Fun stories aside, even as a kid, even as an adult, your clothes do something. What I put on. They li it literally does something to my, my emotion, my mentalness, all, all of that, all of the above. The clothes somehow do maketh the man in a weird way. So where am I going with this? We're not going shopping. Some of you will afterwards. Uh, I felt strongly that the Holy Spirit was, was leading me to speak about this one word. The word is renewal. Renewal. And we're going to go into some of that here today. So as I felt the Holy Spirit... Put in my heart, we need to dig into renewal. I started doing a, a Bible, you know, a word study in the scripture about re renewal, what it meant, how it was used. And the first two scriptures that popped up were eerily the same to me. And, and, it, and something jumped right off the page to me. I'm going to read them both to you and see if you catch what I caught as well. And then we'll, we'll dig into it and I'll tell you what I caught out of it as well. So here's the deal. Number one, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24 reading out of the New Living Translation today. It says this, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay? Scripture number one. 
That was out of the book of Ephesians. We jump to another book, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, 9 through 11. It says this, Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew, a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Okay. What popped out to me here was our authority in our job in the renewal process. They're both telling us to actively do something. To actively do something. And that is to put on something. Not just wait till somebody, the mommy dresses me. Not just wait till somebody does something. Wait. Nope. I am called to put on something. That word put on literally means to, to sink into clothing. That's, that's why I got, I got my, my dapperest clothes on today. He's saying, sink into clothing. Put on. Clothe oneself. In your new nature. Put on your new nature. They both tell you to put it on. Put it on. My previous view is a little different. I've grown up in the church and all that. And, and, and trust me, I understand that when we talk about to be renewed, the Holy Spirit does a great job of it. Right? I'm not diminishing that. Don't hear, don't hear that I'm saying he doesn't do anything. He does. But what I think we've leaned on far too much is, is we get this idea that I'm, my job is to sit in a room for five hours begging God to renew me. Oh, re renew me, make me new, make me new, renew me. And I can't, I can't leave the house until I feel renewed. I won't be formed by feelings. I'll hold fast to what is true. I really feel the Lord is really working on his people to get beyond our little emotions and grab onto truth. Like, like a child only is governed by what they feel at the moment. An adult does it anyway. Now, the truth is, you have been renewed, you have been forgiven, you have been transformed, and what the scripture is saying, you are actually a powerful part of this equation. Your job is to literally take off the old self, and get it out of here and put on the new nature. <sighs> but I don't feel any different. You choose to put on. Because here's the problem. You walk out the door believing you, you still, my, my feelings are governing me. I still feel like an addict. I still feel like I've, I'm malfunctioned. I still feel like I had a really weird, crazy childhood. I still feel like I was abused. I still feel like I have a mental problem. I still feel all of these things. Guess what's happening? When I walk out the door with that confession of faith, I will walk out in the clothes of somebody who was abused, somebody who is struggling with their mental... I, I will walk out into that truth. And what you put on actually changes how you, how you act and what you do. It does something to you. If I don't choose to put on righteousness, when if I choose to put on righteousness, I will start to walk around as righteous. 
It does something. I remember when we first moved back from eastern Washington, and uh, we were living in Linden at the time, and, and I didn't think anybody in Linden knew me, and I, wanted, I was going to go to a Linden High School performance, uh, some drama. And, uh, and I was wearing like sweatpants and just the crummiest shirt I had, and I'm like, well, what does it matter? Nobody knows me. And I just want to, I'll slip in and I'll slip out, no big deal. And so I, I, I went to that, to that performance, and at intermission, somebody that I had known years ago, hey, Andy! And, uh, and, and I, was, I was bumbling over every word. I swear this guy thought I was on drugs. I was, I, like, because what I was wearing, I was so insecure, I was so up in my head about it, I had zero confidence. He even put his hand on my shoulder and he looked at me in the eyes and says, are you okay? <laughs> I kid you not. And I'm like, I'm fine! And I walked away, you idiot, you're so dumb. You're you know what I'm talking about. And from that day on, I'm like, I'm going to put on nice clothes to go out, out in the public because actually my clothes make a difference in my confidence level in what I do, what I say, what I think, how I act. And so I put on things that, I, that help me feel more confident. It is the exact same thing. We are being told, put on righteousness. You've been given. Jesus paid the ultimate price. It's totally ready, totally forgiven. Your malfunction is totally healed. If you will put on and choose the righteousness of God, you'll choose the new nature, and you walk out as the new person. What you believe, what you put on, actually matters. The power of your choice in all of this is amazing. Yeah, but you don't understand the depth of my damage. I, 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 I probably don't. But I will tell you, you are invited to stop wearing it as a garment. Because if I walk out believing and wearing the damaged clothes, I'm going to continue to make damaged decisions and continue to react in damaged ways. But if I, before I uh, get up in the morning, I'm like, Lord, and I don't feel it yet. I'm not asking you to feel it. Don't you get this? Don't, you know, I, I love it when I feel it. But I'm asking you to choose to put on righteousness instead. Nope, I am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I choose to put on the renewed nature today. Anybody here ever had your car stolen? Talking with somebody, they had their car stolen, and the police ended up getting it back. And they got their car back, which is great. But you get into that car that was stolen, and it feels gross. It feels violated. And all of a sudden, you're looking around for everything that is wrong in that vehicle. Listen, if I get my car stolen, I don't want my car back. I want a new car. That's what renewal is. So when Christ says you are renewed, he doesn't come up and fix up the damage. Nope, he puts the new car into place. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new is come. Yeah, but I don't feel new. Put it on. Try it on for size because that's the truth. Your confession matters. In a couple of weeks, we are going to do baptism here in the, in, in the baptismal. What, why on earth do we do baptism? Because Jesus clearly said, you have been crucified with Christ. 
You have been crucified. Your old nature, your malfunction, your sin, your, your bad decisions, that has literally, Jesus took all of that sin and malfunction and sickness and all of those things on the cross and he killed them and took them to hell and left them there. And so when, I, when we baptize somebody, we, we, we are symbolizing, yes, you go down, you are being crucified with Christ, you're dying, you're being buried, all that stuff stays there. And you come up and you put on the new coat and you are the new creation. Because if you were crucified with Christ, you are also raised to new life with him. I don't feel it, put it on. I'm telling you, your feelings, you're, if you run by feelings, you're going to have the most crazy roller coaster awful life ever. Because I can stub my toe and feel some things. Sometimes, honestly, let's be honest, sometimes I just wake up grumpy. Other days I let her sleep in. That was, that just is not true at all, and I apologize. I'll, I'll hear about that one later. No, but honestly, oh Lord. Some jokes, I didn't write that one out, so. <laughs> Hallelujah, shalabashan. All right. But the truth is this. Some days I do. I just wake up and I want to kill the world. I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Come on, anybody else? That doesn't mean I'm not saved. That doesn't mean it's my, it's my job then to walk to the other side of the bed, take off the nature that keeps trying to rear its head, throw it back on the ground and say, no, I choose the redeemed life. I'm putting on this that gives me confidence and righteousness because this is who I've been made to be. All that stuff, that old addiction, that, old, that stuff is dead. It no longer attaches to me. It's not who I am. It's the old ghost talking to me. I take it, I throw it off, and I put on, because what I wear matters. Put on the new nature. Put on the, the, the healed person. Put on, because the problem is if I still go out wearing the clothes of an addict, I'm going to continue to make addict decisions. If I, keep, if I keep putting on uh, the clothes of somebody who was abused or somebody who has been an abuser and I keep putting that on because the enemy keeps telling me that's who I am and what's happened, I'm going to continue to walk around as an abuser, as somebody who has been abused. Like, the Lord has healed those things. He's offered you freedom from them. And the powerfulness of his redemption is you get to choose to put it on too. Yes, the Holy Spirit's mighty. Yes, he does it. But guess what? You are created in the image of God. You are his image bearer. The authority that you have is none like anything else in all of creation. You literally, if you've come to Jesus Christ and died to self and been raised to life, you have the authority to put on the new nature every day and choose that. And most of us, some, I, don't know, I don't want to say most of us, but a lot of us, we still sit around like little Andy waiting for mommy to dress you. Come on, please put on the nicer clothes. He's like, they're in the closet. Go ahead, put it on. You have the authority. Wow, if I could just go back and free little Andy and say, Andy, you have the authority to not wear that garbage outfit. Here is some sweet, dapper, he is greater than I shirt, some Air Jordans, and you know what? Parachute pants. Boom. <laughs> What, what, what would little Andy have to say? He'd be like, whoa! And then he'd look at mom. Is that okay? <laughs> the Lord says it's okay. He's given you the new nature. He paid for it. He's right there. He gave it to you. You get the authority to walk in it free. 
He gives you those new clothes to wear. I want to finish with a couple of things. I want to read this quote. I read it about a year ago, I think. Um, it's, from, it's from a book called uh, Be Transformed. And it's talking about this, this idea that you literally have to be born again. Right? Not, not restored, not fixed up, but literally brand new. He's not giving you the stolen car that's been abused. He's giving you a new car. Being trans, be Transformed is the name of the book. It's by a guy named John Robin Murphy. And he says this, If there is no birthing on the, uh, uh, of an addiction-free person within the heart, there will be no transformation. So I want to say that again. If there's no birthing of an addiction-free person in the heart, there will be no transformation. It's saying that that addiction-full person has been killed and dead, and laid down. And when you say yes to Jesus, he gives you, you're born again. But you get to choose which clothes to wear on the way up. He goes on and he says this, if we do not experience transformation, it is because we don't really want it. What we really want is to avoid the consequences of our behavior. I know that one seems like a heavy one, but the truth is, like, like, you have been so wonderfully redeemed and born again. But the problem is, some of us, we, we actually, we like the old nature a little bit. Uh, you know, if, if I, but I, if I love robbing banks, I put my mask on, I just love it. So it just gives me, woo, it just gives me a real rush. But I don't like being arrested all the time. I might repent, oh, I'll never, I'll never rob again until I see a way I can do it without getting caught. And I just, I extend that to some of our other, our other addictions, our other habits, or other things that we claim about ourselves, the malfunctions that we claim about ourselves or our family line, or whatever it is. Some of us, we, we repent of it because we don't like the consequences, but there's something, it's like a familiar spirit we want to keep petting inside. But the Lord says, no, that thing's dead. I've given you a better new nature. He's offering you the choice to step into the new person again today. When you come to Jesus, you are born again. Stephanie, I'm going to have you come. We are, everybody look at me. Look at me online. You are created powerfully in the image of God. When the rest of creation sees you as an image bearer, it takes a double take. Like, whoa. Because you carry the weightiness of God Almighty. And when you accept the new nature, even creation has to bow to that authority that's been given to you by Jesus Christ. That's the power of the cross. The new coat is waiting for you. <laughs> Are you willing? I want to read you one more verse. And we're going to spend a few minutes. Stephanie's going to sing, Create in me a clean heart. You can join in. But really what this moment needs to be about is, is if the Holy Spirit's highlighting a coat that you need to take off, that you keep putting back on. It's the familiar feel of it or whatever it is. He's like, just throw it out and put on the new nature. Psalm 51.12, which is what this song is based on, says this. Restore the joy of salvation to me and renew a willing spirit within me. Renew a right spirit, a willing spirit. A spirit that's willing to say, yes, I'm gonna choose to 
put on the new self today. Some of us, the Lord, the Lord like the Lord has been telling you about this breakthrough and this, this, great, this great thing. That, oh, you're going to have this in your life. This is coming. This is coming. And every time you get there, the sign says, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Because you keep forgetting to put on the new self and walk in. The old nature, the sinful nature, does not get to inherit good things. But you, as the son or daughter of God, putting on the righteousness gets to inherit it all. As the righteousness of God, as, as the, the blood-bought saint, you can trample over the enemy every step of the way. You can walk through dark places. You put on the righteousness. You are an authority figure in the dark places. You are the image bearer, the authority bearer. Are you willing to put on the new clothing? Are you willing to sink in to the new creation? As we pray, as we uh, sing this, as we conclude, oh, let the Holy Spirit speak. Be willing to be changed. Be willing to choose change. And then Pastor Zeb will come and conclude our time. Spirit.
church, I want to, um, on Friday, I, I was having some allergies and I was, I was laying there uh, on the couch and my wife was like, hey, if you go take a shower, you'll, you'll feel better. I'm like, I, I don't want to feel better. I, I want to sit here and read my book and, and feel lousy. And I'm like, wait, what? That's, that's messed up. Church, our, our, dead, our dead self, our sinful nature that, we were, that we're comfortable with, it, it's, it's not for us. It's not for our best. There's things that we're like, oh, I like this. Oh, it, it's, it's familiar. You, you can't put on God's nature while leaving your old sin on. It doesn't fit right. We, 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 have, we have to kick that out of here. We, that, that, that sinful nature, it's gone. Get, get, like, we have to get rid of it. It's dead. The old is gone. The new has come. What counts is a new creation. Receive that new identity as a son, as a daughter. There is freedom. There is joy. There is hope. So, so I want to invite us as we can conclude. We were just praying and asking the Lord, okay, what, what do we have to drop? What do we have to let go of? But if you want to join me by standing into his identity, standing into his nature, I invite you to stand right now. We can stand in his promises. We can stand in his freedom. We can stand in the kingdom of heaven as sons and daughters. Church, we get to walk into that. That's how he calls us. That's how he sees us. So Jesus, thank you for freedom and who you've created us to be. Thank you for freedom in our identity as beloved sons and daughters. Jesus, I pray that we continue to walk in that freedom more and more. Thank you for your blessings and thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy the day. Thanks for coming. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.